What are we doing tonight, Z? The same thing we do every Friday night. And every night, that is Party With The World. That's right, I am the man you may know as Z from Our Reviews Will Kill You, and we're doing it again. Another big episode. It's 3.32, people. We're about to run the clock over to one more, and then it'll be the holy number of 333. Can you believe it? I sure can. Anyway, we have an absolutely wonderful show for you tonight. I'll be riding the train solo because somebody is uh, doing uh, money-costing sports that only rich people can afford. Can you guess what those are? And, uh, look, yes, we're doing a declaration of Kirby today, as we always do. Because the Kirby Kurt is, <laughs> Kirby Colt is always out and about. But let me tell you what's on today's show. And I'll do my best to read the chat as I can, because I see Ron Cold's out there. I see Weiser's out there. Mr. Fancy Incognito, we know who you are. Uh, but I, I can only do so many things at once. So I will do my best. If I don't get to you, I'm not ignoring you, I promise. I'm really just trying to manage like five different screens at the same time here. Uh, but what are we doing today? We're going to talk a little bit about J.J. Abrams, the man I hate the most. If I had an arch nemesis, that would be him. We're going to talk a little bit about Exorcist and why it now sucks. We've got a little bit of Witcher news. Which Witcher are we getting? The worst Witcher. Andy Reid has a tasty treat on his lip. Is Taylor Swift working for the CIA? Who knows? Hard to tell. Uh, we're talking a little bit about aliens and not those moving across in large caravans. We're talking about the ones that are in Prometheus and Covenant. Are they canon or not? Jason Momoa is among the unhoused. William Hung, for those of you who remember from like 20 years ago, some dude who sung about banging, he, he's got a problem. Our main man, Yeezy, he's got some DZs, and that's outrageous, and we'll tell you why. We're going to go in and out on Adam Sandler, and is he a spaceman? Who knows? We'll find out more. And then I will review Fool Me Once, starring hot British chick, who I don't know what her name is. And we're going to watch Kevin Hart and Lyft. Well, I mean, I watched it, so I'll go into it. And I had some thoughts about that movie, so we'll get into it more. We will, we will discuss... <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, manage poorly. Oh, that's right. Noob Noob is out there and he is probably sitting by drinking his hot cocoa that was made from pure vanilla and chocolate bean, sipping it with one pinky out. So that's what we've got today. Um, I'm working through it. I'm working through it. So, uh, Let's get into what are we gonna do first? We're gonna do some ha ha hoo. Yes. So we did some housekeeping. We did some, not a ton, but enough to get around there. Uh, we did a full season review of Echo One or Echo Season One, and a little bit more information has come out about Echo. 
Echo apparently didn't even break. I think it was it maybe did break the top 10 in streaming against stuff that was like not new. So you have an entire season of Echo come out, all five episodes, and it can't even break it into the top five of streaming top streaming shows. That's abysmal considering that Secret War got into the top two. So we talk about how strong the women are in, in, in uh, Echo, and, you know, it went how it went. So we, we outline all of it. A lot of cupcake eating going on there. What else did we do? We did some other stuff, too. I swear. Whoops. Kevin Hart, is he an industry plant? Cat Williams went a little crazy on everybody. And he was talking about men wearing dresses and Kevin Hart, and he went everywhere. So, and he actually uncovered some. I when I did this this video, there's there's a part where Dave Chappelle talks about not wearing dresses because that that's you know dehuman whatever not dehumanizing. I don't know, but they're big into making men wear dresses in Hollywood. And he's like, ah, I'd never do that, but. And then it came out that he has done it numerous times. And then Kevin Hart did it, too. So I have a clip of Kevin Hart wearing a dress, if you'd like to see it. And he's supposed to be pretending to be an underage girl. Pretty bizarre there. So, uh, And I, I discussed Lyft. So. And my, I guess my most controversial take is that True Detective is truly, truly terrible and potentially outrageous. I would love to, I have a prediction that I have written down and stored with several people. I placed it into a safe deposit box at a depositorium and I will pull out my prediction of the, of the ending because, uh, you know, Hey, Mr. M that's, you know what? See, we bring you back on track. We ground you because you now know it's Friday night. It's great stream. Uh, yes, it is live, Doc. Doc, I am live. You are live. We're in it to win it together. So I will respond to any questions that you may have. You may banhammer whom you wish. <laughs> so I talk about True Detective, and uh, it's True Detective in name only. And a lot of people got mad at me because they're like, two strong women's, am I right? Oh, yeah. It stars Jodie Foster and some other chick who's never acted before who's a boxer and uh, so far with one episode in, I am not impressed. Uh, it's got some potential, but so far it's, it's not great. Not great at all. And she does not fondle any polar bears. I, I hope that she does, but she does not. She Hulk got supposedly canceled. According to its star. Is anyone shocked or worried or concerned? No, not really. Yes, vi <laughs> this video is sentient because it's a live video. Yes, it is alive. I am not AI. We're all in this together. But She-Hulk may be over. They said they blew their budget. She, uh, the star Tatiana Maslany went on to say that she spent $225 just to Hulk out. And it did not look good. And she never even wore a bikini or they didn't even have naked She-Hulk which is a, a bane to us all. If they had only gone with that instead of the dumb twerking video, we'd all be much happier. 
But yeah, no chance of us getting a She-Hulk season two. At least that's what it appears. Who knows? Who knows? And I just wanted to thank you, the listeners, our friends, our followers, and just say thank you. I just, I don't know that when we started this thing, uh, whether or not we thought we would do well. And I mean, success is all relative. But if you would have told me that you'd be able to get to a million views when most of the channels that we're friends with can, you know, struggle to break 100,000 views, I would be remiss to say, you know, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank you guys because it's each one of you that's in my heart. (laughs) You know what they say. So, yeah, we got to a million views. It's pretty cool. Even YouTube thanked us. So here's to you, YouTube, for helping us. Well, I'm not, I mean, thank you, YouTube, our overlord. (laughs) Thank you, Noob Noob. (laughs) Why would we thank Noob Noob? But I I thank you guys, the audience, the friends, the fans, the fam, you guys going out there, sharing the videos, giving us the likes when we ask them, showing up on the live cast. We're one step away. We are a few short hours from getting our full monetization package from YouTube. We just need a little bit more watch time. So be sure to watch our videos. If you watch the live stream, watch it again, baby. (laughs) He has 10 computers on auto view. I mean, he is a wealthy, wealthy homeless man. Him and Jason Momo. So, yeah, we do appreciate all of uh, all of this. And we'll keep it going as long as it's fun. That's what I always say is as long as it stops being... And as soon as it stops being fun, maybe we'll stop doing it. And I get an awful lot of hate in my videos. But, you know, I think that hate reflects on them, not on me or you. So... Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. But let's keep this train a-rolling. We're going to move on. What are we going to move to? We're going to move on to the news. News. It's the news for you. All right. That's right. Guha, the Guha, original Guha family helped start it off. So I appreciate Guha as well. A little inside, insider thing. And, uh, you know, we'll be adapting as we get, you know, hopefully we get better at this and we get funnier and get more entertaining. We try, we try to learn. And uh, I think we have a good time. And I think we bring some good stuff, good, uh, good vibes to the world. I love our little tree thing. I think that's always fun, bringing some Christmas cheer to people and, just giving you something to watch over the weekend, or if you catch us live, it's a good time. So we appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about Star Trek prequel movie from J.J. Abrams. I thought J.J. Abrams was banned from all of making movies since he ruined basically every franchise he's ever touched. He ruined Star Wars. He ruined Star Trek. He ruined uh, Lost. What else did he ruin? Plenty. In fact... I have a filmed narrative where I do, it's kind of a stand-up routine, kind of a a speech on why J.J. Abrams is the worst director in the world. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever get to air it, but it is out there. And um, why would they let him do this? Does he like have pictures of William Shatner? I don't understand. 
bad robot because the big the big thing that happened to JJ is he had this giant deal with HBO. If you recall, they were signing all these big time makers like Ava DuVray. Uh, who else did they sign? Ben Hoffman Weiss. So Ava DuVray from A Wrinkle in Time, Benny Hoffman Weiss from the uh, Game of Thrones franchise, uh, the guy who does American Horror Story, who I always forget, Ryan something or other. And they were throwing out money like it was candy. And they signed on J.J. Abrams, and his first thing that he issued out was some sort of show with a demigon or something like that. Some real weird sci-fi show that he wanted to do. And they took one watch of it and said, get the heck out of here. So they canned him and canceled his show and did not give him his money. So now he's looking for scraps. So he's looking to figure out what he wants to do. He's not directing it, though. He's going to have somebody else. We'll see how long that lasts. So I don't know. I try not to cuss on this side. I know Noob Noob drops all the F-bombs in the world, but yeah. Uh, let's see. So it's it's on track. This thing's in, been in production hell for I can't tell you how many years because are they bringing back Chris Pine and the rest of that group? Who knows? Anton Yelchin is passed away. The whole thing is just bizarre. At one point, they were talking to J- uh, they were talking to Quentin Tarantino to direct an R-rated Star Trek, and there's no H-E double hockey sticks, Doc. H-E double hockey sticks, and I don't know. And what's weird is the person, the screenwriter, I guess, was uh, directed Pet. Cemetery Bloodlines, not a great movie. So this seems like it's pretty bad. It already sounds terrible. It's been in production hell for several years. What a waste of time. You know what else is another waste of time? Noob Noob's favorite director, David Gordon. Uh, Let's see. If you recall, David Gordon is the director of the reboot of uh, Halloween. And the ones with the Michael Myers guy. And he did all three of those movies. And then the last one, Halloween Kills, I think it is called, or Halloween Ends. We did a whole video on it, how terrible it was and how useless the director is. Because I think he he helped write it. And uh, yeah, it was a bit of a controversial take. And people initially said David Gordon Green, he, he's a good director. And I was like, no, he is not. That is a lie. You guys are confused. Well, he directed the Exorcist movie that bombed, The Exorcist Believer. And if you can believe it, Universal Blumhouse paid $400 million for the rights to Exorcist. And Exorcist Believer was supposed to be the first part of it, like new trilogy or a new cycle of things to go over, you know, like more Exorcist movies. Well, bombed so hard and sucked so bad that... They asked this guy to leave, and now they're going to have to do something else for it. As they said, yeah, they bought the rights for a trilogy for $400 million. It made $26.4 million its first weekend and grossed $65 million total. Uh, well, in the U.S. and Canada, and $132 million total. So for a trilogy, I don't think you can bring in that little money and still make more. Uh, I think it also they were supposed to cost $133 million each. 
And I never even watched it because I thought it was going to suck. So I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. I forget if Noob Noob watched it. Um, it doesn't really make me think anything that he did, even though he loves that director. So that's a big waste of money. Looks like ho uh, Hollywood's reckoning is coming because they're starting to find out that people are wasting money. And no, I have no comment on the breaking news, by the way, of uh, Alec Baldwin being re recharged with involuntary manslaughter. <coughs> I just don't care at this point. I don't think anybody does. Like, figure it out, people. It, it just tells you how weird the, the, the justice system is, is. They've recharged him with it. Like, what are you doing? Sounds like a waste of money, just like The Witcher Season 4. Now, this seems to me like a big Hail Mary. And they cast one of my favorite actors. Probably yours, too. You love Neo in The Matrix. I love Neo in The Matrix. Would you take the red pill or the blue pill? Um, yes, Lawrence Fishburne is coming to the... Well, he's coming to The Witcher, whether or not you like it. You don't have a choice. In a major role, who the... Maybe he's going to be The Witcher now. Who the hell knows? This thing is such a mess. Uh, Liam Hemsworth, who's barely going to be in it, I, I can imagine. It's all going to be about... Anya Shalatra and Freya Allen, who aren't too hard on the eyes. I don't mind watching them, but but now they've got a new thing that says they can't take their clothes off anymore. So The Witcher went from being like uh, a ton of TNA to being nothing. It's just strong whammons and let's get rid of Geralt. He was like a co-star in his own show. I know, right? Mr. M saying that he might watch if Morpheus shows up. And that's what they're hoping for. And I'm not telling you not to watch it. In fact, I will watch it and I will review them because I love... I was going to give up on The Witcher completely. I'm sure I would have watched at least the first episode. But yeah, if, if Morpheus shows up, although he's got to be like one of the lead actors. Like if he's just a side role, it's not going to be good enough. I need more Morpheus. So... Oh, uh, yep. Noob Noob is a goner. He he unfortunately passed away. We, we, we will have a funeral, perhaps, in his uh, likeness. In his, not his honor. He, he doesn't deserve that. But, yes. Noob Noob, he's just, he's, he's exerting his, his privileges, the Noob Noob privilege of doing uh, sports. Send me his bongs. He doesn't own a bong. He wishes he did. He can't. He's too scared to do that. Uh, in speaking of things that are scary, let's talk a little bit about Andy Reid's mustache. Now, I will tell you, Andy Reid used to coach for the Eagles, so I know quite a bit about Andy Reid and him sending his sons out there to go kill people. I don't know if you realize this, but his sons are silent assassins, at least one of them, and that's not allegedly because he definitely killed people. Probably, I, I remember his kids all have, well, at least one of them has a, like a drug and drinking problem. And we knew it, known it for years. And he, the kid just kept getting out there. And then he ended up killing somebody. It, do I? No, I was going to say he wasn't associated with uh, the Joe Paterno thing, I don't think. I was going to connect some crazy wild conspiracy that I am not. 
I am sure that Ron Cold has the greatest of all. We should, we should have a bong expedition. Show us your best bongs. Water pipes, I mean, for strictly smoking legal, well, it's probably legal in almost everywhere except for here. So we'll see what happens. I don't, uh, Travis Kelsey said, of course, Travis Kelsey comes up because that's all anyone could talk about. And we'll get to his partner because she's not a human. She's a reptile person. Travis Kelsey recalls Chiefs coach Andy Reid hilarious response after being told his mustache was frozen. <laughs> it was a negative 30 playoff game against the Dolphins. I'm surprised the Dolphins didn't freeze in ice. Was, this isn't a beauty pageant. <laughs> but it's so bizarre because it's like, why is your mustache frozen? It's probably because he's like spitting all over it, like blah, 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 yelling at people and cursing. Apparently, this is not his first frozen mustache, but... I mean, playing a negative 30 is pretty, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> he says, yeah, I know I do. This isn't a beauty pageant. It's a football game. It's their footballs. You know, so that was kind of amusing. I thought it was kind of funny. You could see how it was hardening. It's just gross. This big, giant, fluffy mustache with ice hanging off of it. It's crazy. It's craziness. Uh, I guess I wanted to connect that to connect to this one because this one is pretty wild. I don't exactly know how I feel about this, that the Pentagon is pushing back on Taylor Swift's conspiracy theory. We're going to shake it off. Right. So we'll, we'll get into this. We'll get into the fact that uh, the Defense Department, the DOD, decided to clap back at Fox News host Jesse Waters. Waters? I don't know who that is. He said that Taylor Swift could be a psyop from the Pentagon. First of all, I feel like if she was a psyop, she would be at least 10 years younger. And she wouldn't be dating Travis Kelsey. She'd be dating someone else of a different persuasion. That way, she could do that. Oh, good insult investor. Good luck at work. Have fun. Uh, stay out of the snow, even though there, you've never had any snow where you are. But stay safe. <laughs> As us on the East Coast, we're all snowed in for the night, trying to get warm and toasty. Uh, so apparently, Wooders is referencing a partnership between Swift and Vote.org for encouraging young voters, young people to vote, which spark conspiracy theories that she could be a government asset. She's not a government asset. The only conspiracy theory that makes sense with Taylor Swift is, uh, is definitely that she is a lizard person. Why they think, <laughs> why they think that she's a government, maybe she could be both. She could be a government psyop and be a lizard person. That makes sense to me. And then she wants you to vote for the best lizard. It's 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 possible. Taylor Swift and the Lizard Wizards. It's going to happen. Uh she wrote on what? Oh wait. Uh, Vote.org chief Andrea Haley pushed back on the implications. First of all, don't even acknowledge it. Not a PSYOP or Pentagon asset. 
the platform formerly known as Twitter, just the biggest nonpartisan platform in America helping young people to register and cast their vote. Yep. Because their votes matter, which they do not. Uh, where's my twin flame? That is a good question. He got deported. <laughs> That's a good callback, my twin flame co-host. Uh, yes, he got removed back to... Uh, Doc, where did he say he was from again? Yeah, he's he's also... <laughs> he's got to get legally married. Apparently, in, in uh, our state, gay marriage is not legal. Just a joke, people. Just a joke. You couldn't pay me enough to marry him because he's a foul beast of a human being. <laughs> I will not do that. I am happily not going to marry noob noob <laughs> i will maybe report him to get deported though every once in a while you know what happens we report him he ends up going to mexico and then it just takes him a couple of weeks to walk back it's not a big deal it's just a prank it's a harmless joke <laughs> he's from transgenderville no he's from Ch trans <laughs> transylvania <laughs> that's where he's from <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone make that joke before. That's an original joke. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to something. So if Taylor Swift isn't a government plant and she's not a lizard person, could she be an alien? No, not that alien. Could she be from Disney? Can you believe this is a title I have to read? Disney's Alien Show. Disney owns Alien. You know, one of the top 10, top five, top three greatest horror movies ever made. Probably the best horror science fiction movie. That and, and The Thing. Back, you know, Thing's number one. Alien's pretty darn close. And uh, I have to say Disney's Alien Show all but confirms that Ridley Scott's $644 million prequels are not canon. Interesting. That's right. He Does he get a free film? <laughs> As the Ghostbusters said. Who said that? Uh, they said that to Peck, right? That's that guy's name. His name is Peck, I think. I think that actor got in big trouble too. <laughs> this man has no dick. Uh, that's a great line. Such a good line. Uh, but the Alien TV show, an upcoming sequel, they they said the uh, showrunner, Noah Hawley, says uh, the prequels are too, they're inconvenient for his story. So basically, he's like, yeah, I don't care what you say. Not real, not relevant. Just ignore all of them. What do, you, what, do whatever you want, man. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, I thought that actor did something not so savory, but I could be wrong. Allegedly, the actor from, uh, he did basically destroy New York. We were talking about Ghostbusters, by the way, if we didn't mention that. One of the all-time great movies. All-time greats. So, uh, 2000, Alien Covenant continued Prometheus's plot. I guess it, yeah, I guess it did. Those movies should have just called themselves something else. And then we wouldn't have had to worry about aliens because I don't really like either of them. They're just weird and 
I, I don't know what they were going for. Ridley Scott, it just proved to me that Ridley Scott is not the greatest director, uh, even compared to his brother, Tony Scott, who I think was better. And while Ridley Scott did direct Alien, he had a lot of help from a lot of other people, just like Star Wars, George Lucas, you know? So, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm going to watch it, so I will check it out, and I will let you know. I have seen every Alien movie several times, including Alien Resurrection, so we'll see what happens. Oh my God, <laughs> Carvajal has to go listen to some Bobby Brown. Absolutely. What was Bobby Brown's band? Can you tell me that? Because they had some bangers, let me tell you. <laughs> a Bobby Brown will hit you back though, so be careful. Don't, don't <laughs> hit you with nostalgia. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's move on from Alien because that's all well and good. What about millionaire Jason Momoa being just like Noob Noob? He is now, he's not homeless, he is unhoused. What, yes, that's not the name of the band though, it was not the Wife Beaters doc. Bobby Brown was in some boy band, and I cannot remember their name, you're supposed to look that up, you're supposed to fact check me here. But as far as being unhoused, Jason Momo, I feel like he's been dating people. Maybe he just crashes in their on their couches. <laughs> he goes, uh, he got divorced from Lisa Bonet. He's like, I'm just houseless. I'm not homeless. I have a nice trailer, he says. Everyone's like, Jason Momo is homeless. I'm like, relax. I got a sleeping bag. And he's going to buy a house one day. Good for him. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, if, he, if it works for him, think about it. If you work on a movie set, you're not staying in the house anyway. You're, you're staying on the movie set for weeks. Like he just got done filming uh, Aquaman or whatever a little bit ago. He probably sat on that, you know, you work on the set. And he had that show where he was... The show that HBO Max wants me to watch where he's traveling around the country making friends, just basically stealing off Norman Reedus. It's all good. New Edition is the name of Bobby Brown's band. They had some bangers, for sure. Um, yeah, he's just he's going to weird places. I feel like this is just a way for him to promote his new show. Oh, and then he's gonna go. F he's gonna go off to New Zealand and film Minecraft. What's the name? It's like what's the name of his show? Jason Momoa makes friends. Oh, it's called On the Rome instead of. Mo it should have been On the Moa Moa. Being Bobby Brown is a TV show, Doc. Uh, so yeah, I I did not watch On the Rome because I I didn't care, but they want me to watch it. I will not. I will not cave. So on to bigger and better things. Does anybody remember this guy? Because I don't. I mean, I sort of do. I feel like he was like, shebang, shebang. Uh, American Idol sensation, William Hung. I mean, if this bro has enough money to have a gambling addiction, then be more power to you. Color me shocked that this guy has a gambling addiction. <laughs> 
I mean, he gambled his life in his hands when he appeared on American Idol singing like a maniac. It was during the third season. I mean, he really helped propel American Idol into what it is today, which is garbage. Be- not that American Idol was ever good. Just all, it was fixed from the beginning. But American Idol is... Uh, and, and why do I say it's fixed? All right. I'll tell you a brief life story about Kelly Clarkson. No, I won't. I'll just tell you, she was signed to a record label before she won, and you weren't supposed to be signed before you won American Idol. So basically, somebody slipped her in there, and then they started slipping her more and more of the, uh, you know, she needed a little bit of uh, slim fast, if you follow what I'm saying. Look at me. Being rude, making fun of a woman's weight. Should never do that. How rude. But... Hung was 20 years old at the time in the third season. I don't know who won that season because I only know Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I can't think of who it was. But the judges at the time were Randy Jackson, Paul Abdul, and Simon Cowell. Hard pass dog. And he hit, he, he did that Ricky Martin song. She bangs, she bangs. What? Oh, living, well, I was thinking, what is Ricky Martin known for aside from, uh, allegedly having relations with younger cousins of him, of his. Uh, he's known for living la vida loca. Wow. Uh, apparently Hung had his own music career. Who knew? His first album, Inspiration, was number one on the independent album Billboard chart. Good for him. He uh, went on to earn a degree in MBA in mathematics. Then he got a job at the L.A. Sheriff's Department as a statistical analysis, working with Doc. And then he decided that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to become a professional poker player. Wow. And then he developed a gambling addition after becoming a professional poker player. That's one thing you probably shouldn't do. I quit my job three years ago and became a professional poker player. I've been doing that and doing it on the side for a while and decided maybe when I was good enough to go for it. I was earning way more than I was at my regular job. Unfortunately, I developed a gambling addiction. I knew I was good at poker, but then I got greedy. I got into sports betting the whole gamut. I know better now. I wasn't supposed to do those things, but I did it anyway. Because of his addiction, Hung ended up getting divorced. Wow. He wrote a letter. Address. <laughs> Whoa. What a mess. I guess he, he, he was so nervous about every sports game and why he was always tired. He's gotten remarried to his third wife. He didn't even talk about his second wife. This dude's got three wives. And Noob Noob can't even get one. He got paid a million dollar contract from American Idol for his horrific voice. And then he gambled it all away. Gambling is a hell of a drug. It'll take your what? It'll take your wife. It'll take your life. She banks that gambling. It's a thing. So anyway, let's move. We're gonna move on, and I'm trying. I'm trying to get through this because uh, my voice is a little doing the best I can with what I got, but I'm definitely losing my voice here. 
So I appreciate you hanging in there with me. He got divorced because fake news news lied about being hung. There you go, Doc. You wrote a joke. Because he was too hung. Or the fake news lied that he was well hung. I would have changed my name to well hung if that was my name. Or I'd be William well hung hung. That's my joke. (laughs) That's an outrage. Let's get outrageous. We're going to talk about Yeezy got himself some Deezies. I'm going to patent pen that. Kanye West, or Ye, however you like to call him, confirms he had permanent titanium dentures rumored to cost $850,000. A, there's no way they're permanent. And B, Yeezy, is he's just always trying to do something outrageous. Could you imagine being his girlfriend that, or his wife, right? That's Sensori Bianca. She's a hotter version of uh, who is his? Who is that first wife of his? Who's real famous? Somebody. I'll remember her in a minute. She's like real short, has Hobbit feet. You'll 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 remember her before I do. <coughs> what the heck's her name? Anyway, yeah, so Yeezy decided to have his front teeth. I, I don't even know how to describe these to people. It's as if he got all of his teeth sealed together and put vampire fangs. So it's like one long, like, chomper strip. Like a Dunkleosis. Uh, Dunkleosis? Dunkleosis? Yeah, like that dinosaur fish thing with the armor plating. If you know what a Dunkleosis is, you're you're winning in life. But he's got like this like unified front teeth thing going on with two chompers. And uh, yeah, they're the real deal, apparently. He had new fixed metal prosthodontics. Why, if you're a dentist, why would you agree to do this? I guess you go like, you're like, it's art. This is art. It's bizarre. Are they even like for sale? Like, I guess that you need $850,000 to do it. Jeez. Yeah, it's weird too. Like, why do you keep getting mouth stuff done, Kanye West? Because if you recall, he got famous because he had his jaw wired shut after a near fatal car accident in 2002. And the album, he was normally just a producer. And then he decided to rap. Through the his first album called Through the Wire, he like had the wire undone so that he could do it. What a mess! I just I just don't Kim Kardashian. Oh my gosh, why could I not think of her name? So his new wife looks like a clone of Kim Kardashian, but younger, thinner, with even more enormous big old tigums. I mean, the girl is. Bursting from the seams. I don't know if they're real or fake, but it's a thing. And he got in trouble in Italy because she was giving him a either an HJ or BJ on a boat publicly. And they were like, you can't do that. You can't do that on television. You can't. But I am getting out of Yeezy. And I'm going to get into... 
I'm in. Something else. We're going in and out. I'm in. This is a weird one. Netflix. Spaceman. You probably you may or may not have heard of it, but Adam Sandler is gonna have a serious space movie. How weird is that? Adam Sandler <laughs> floating around in space. I don't really know what is going on here. Essentially, what they show you is Adam Sandler's on a... He's on a solo space mission, and they don't give you a whole ton of, uh, of what's going on. But he's like very lonely and sad, and his marriage is not doing well or something like that. So then an alien spider shows up and is like, I'd like to be your friend. And the voice of the spider is Paul Dano. So, and you may know Paul Dano from There Will Be Blood. Uh, the Batman, where he played the Riddler. What else? He was in some other stuff too. Good actor, good actor. But uh, Prisoners, that's one he was in too. I'm going to watch it for sure. Adam Sandler's got this huge contract and I'm like It's enter- it's 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 interesting cuz he's brought in a ton of money for Netflix. Like I think he has fulfilled his part. He's another one of those guys that got like a 200 million dollar deal, but he's put out hit every movie he's put out has been a hit, including his uh animated movie called Leo. I thought that did very well for a streamer. I'm sure Netflix is extremely happy with what he's done. He put out a couple of garbage uh, comedies, which you know didn't do amazingly. But once he got his his uh, feet under him, he did that heist movie with Anna, Jennifer Aniston. Those did really good. I reviewed both of them. I didn't think they were really good, but I know people enjoyed them. So he's doing his part now. He wants to do a serious drama in space. Very. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I'll check it out. Let me know if you're in. Do you think you're going to watch Adam Sandler in space? Did you ever think you'd be saying that? Adam Sandler in space. Hmm. Interesting. But I think that moves us on to the reviews. Reviews. Not a ton to review uh, because there's not a lot going on right now. Who would have thought? But I will say, let's see, the first thing I watched was a Netflix show, which is the number one Netflix show right now. In fact, it was the first time it beat out Reacher. And um, Reacher's been killing it. I know I don't need Noob Noob. Uh, he, you know, when he, he wanted to go, he wanted to do the show. Plus it helps our watch time when we don't go live and we desperately need your help to get our watch time. We're so close. Just, uh, share with your friends, watch the video, watch, rewatch this. Give us a thumbs up, help share, grow it. We need it. We love it. You do it, but fool me once. And in my review, I said that this was, uh, it stars Michelle Keegan. It very easily could have starred Meghan Markle, but she missed the boat. She missed the boat on this one. This is from, and I don't know anything about this guy, Harlan Coben, but apparently he's a writer and writes all these, I think he writes these books. Uh, 
And apparently he had one in 2018 called Safe that starred the star from Dexter. Let's see what it says of this guy. Show more. He is, Yeah, he writes some novels and things. But now he writes these like weird thrillers. They're all like standalone thrillers. And Netflix got a hold of them, and apparently they're doing pretty good. Who knew? But after this fool me once thing, he's going to do much better. Because this thing is a huge hit for Netflix. <clears throat> it's it's basically a standalone season. And uh, it's a mystery. It is... I'm not going to say it's good, but it is amusing. It's kind of like trashy thriller novella. Not super coherent. Like, it's coherent, but it's not... It's interesting. It's interesting. Season one, there's not going to be a season two. The critics have a 67%. Audience has a 46%. Kind of a shocker here. Yeah, it doesn't even tell me how many audience reviewed it. They don't want to tell us anymore. Or how many critics. But it's been slowly climbing the charts and finally beat Reacher, which I think is a pretty tall order. I am sure Netflix is thrilled to beat the gigantic, monstrous White Hulk uh, show that is Reacher, which has been fantastic. Reacher season two. Fool Me Once's reliance on twists might be too much of a turnoff for those lucky uh, for for some to check it out twice. But game performances from Michelle Keegan and Joanna Lumley ensure there'll be no shame for those who stick around. It's eight episodes, and it's like it's pretty good. It's like I said, it's not good in the sense like if you like trashy, goofy stuff. You'll like it. Um, after her m- husband is brutally murdered, Maya spots someone on the nanny cam that she has installed to keep an eye on her young daughter. Someone who is supposed to be dead. Yeah. <clears throat> what? I don't know if I can get any like reviews from it. Doesn't give me any. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's a review. It says it's the it's a t- it's TV that has the capacity to shock you, not because the pilot the plot is shocking, but because you're shocked it's still on. The sloppy, underbaked, and frankly boring antics of Fool Me Once are infuriating in a world where many excellent properties can't seem to find footing or funding. It's schlock, and that's from the Mary Sue, which means they're like, it's not diverse enough. I can't believe this. Uh, fool me once was a complete disaster. Saw me on a story and made a viewer fool the finger, and the trailer had a speck of truth to it. Yeah, the twist. There's a lot of twists, a lot of twists. But I still think it's if you like junky thrillers, it's worth your time. Especially there's nothing else on. Don't watch Echo. Watch this. Echo's a waste of your time. Speaking of, well, waste your time is is relative right do you want to turn your brain off then watch lift lift i don't understand why kevin hart keeps getting things and this is one where the audience agrees with the critics which is unusual it's a (coughs) pg-13 heist movie it claims it's action comedy it is not funny on any level shape there's not a joke in this. 
It is the most formulaic of formulaic heist movies I have ever seen in my entire life. You can predict everything coming from 10 miles away. It's supposed to be a brisk hour and 44 minutes. It felt more like two hours. It was just not not tight enough. Critics have it at 30%. Audience score 31%. Wow, terrible. Critic consensus, Lyft may be a passable streaming option for viewers seeking mindless entertainment. Oh, did I not just say that? I didn't even read this before. But that doesn't excuse the thinly written characters or formulaic, haphazardly written story. Stars Kevin Hart, directed by F. Gary Gray. And Noob Noob is I'm. Oh, this is so much better without you. I think this is the new format. With you as a uh, possible guest. He had work. So, just going to say, that's a thing. Uh, this was released. Let's see. Who does it star? Gugu Mabutha Raw, who you may know her from. She was in Loki as Renslayer. Vincent D'Onofrio's in this. Ursula Corbero's in this. She's kind of hot. Sam Worthington's in this. Right off of his most recent cancer treatments. Okay. Way to get on for 32 seconds there. Noob noob. Uh, critics don't have a lot of good stuff to say about it. It's a bore. Kevin Hart's heist crew steals ideas for better movies. This is the thing. Kevin Hart's supposed to be this charming like he's the guy who sets up this whole heist and he's supposed to be like he makes this whole monologue about seeing stuff that other people don't see i didn't do good in school because i could see things that other people didn't see i asked questions other people didn't ask and at no point in this does he show you any reason as to why he's thinking outside the box other than his friends are loyal to him the other thing about this is what's interesting about kevin hart when he's good is him not not just making fun of himself or being self-deprecating. If he made some jokes and was funny, yeah, that might be something, but he's not funny in this. He doesn't make any jokes. He's just trying to be Mr. Charming. And at, you know, five foot two, bro, you ain't charming nobody. Like, he doesn't, you could see if he could disarm people with humor, but instead he's just, he plays it straight. He doesn't ever break this weird character that he's made. There's nothing special about Lyft as a heist or action movie, but it has few nice moments on an interpersonal level. Right. Uh, the director F. Gary Gay's re- remake of The Italian Job is a much better heist movie than Lyft. Watch that instead. Oh, did he do The Italian Job? Maybe he did. Did he do the one with... Uh, I'd have to look that up. He did that. I don't know if he, I don't know. I guess there was one. I know there was one because it starred uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, some other people. So, uh, if it was released traditionally in theaters, Lyft would get eaten alive. There's serious questions about whether Kevin Hart is still a bankable movie star. I think that's the biggest question right there. Is Kevin Hart in fact a bankable movie star? He, it, it, this is the first time I've ever seen him in a serious role, and he is not good enough to be in a serious role. I watched him do that Amazon thing that was mildly entertaining where he wanted to be an action hero, but that was a comedy. There were jokes in that. It was kind of amusing. 
This, not so much. Not very amusing. So, I don't know. I'm going to not recommend it. I don't think you should watch it. It was just pretty bland and pretty by the books and not that entertaining. So, you could skip it. And that's the long and the short of it. So, I think that's all we got. That's what we wrote for today. I appreciate everybody who got it on. Thank you for celebrating a million views with us. It's been good. It's been great. It's been the hugest. Thank you so much. We do appreciate it. This has been wonderful. We're still going to go at it. Whether or not Noob Noob rejoins the show, maybe we'll have a poll. Should we invite Noob Noob back on the show? Does he get permission? Or will he force himself onto the show? He does like to do that. Anyway, in the meantime, you be you and I'll be me. But as for all of us here at Our Reviews Will Kill You, we love y'all, y'all, but I am on to the next one.